Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Any long-term listener of the program knows I talk way beyond business and the economy. I can talk about what's going on in the larger culture, society, politics, and more. One of my favorite people to talk to you about all things politics is my guest this segment, Lee Kaplan, and he's one of my favorite go-to people because I can talk to him about all levels of government and all levels of politics, and you bring so much to every conversation. Uh, Lee, I know that you recently have uh, changed law firms. Why don't you real quickly tell us about your law firm and that uh, 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 boutique uh, firm that specializes in business law and, and your best uh, your best website. And welcome, as always. Sure. It's called Murphy Ball Stratton, and... Uh... Uh, those are some of my younger partners. Uh, I'm the senior partner here, and uh, the website is mbssmartlaw.com because our goal, and it's always been my goal, to have the most efficient lawyers possible. Um, there are firms in which people are interested in billing a lot of hours. We'd rather just get things accomplished. And we don't look at those kind of metrics or did you bill enough hours that you collected whatever we budgeted for you? I just don't buy that approach and we and and the people here at this firm feel the same way. So uh, those are good values. Very good values and frankly that's the heart of our yeah, that's the heart of our success. We've already gotten a number of phone calls and new lawsuits and that's um, very interesting and gratifying to us. So, yeah, absolutely, and, and that that approach is hard hard to come by. Uh, and most both most firms like to get as much billing as humanly possible. So that is refreshing. Um, let's get into a topic today that I think is really interesting. You, of course, was a candidate for uh, mayor for for Houston here in Texas. Uh, one of the more prominent candidates at that. And of course, uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, and uh, you know, uh, was also a very prominent candidate, making it to the runoff. Um, although I found her whole candidacy odd. And of course, in Texas, thanks to LBJ, uh, you can run for multiple offices uh, if you're a candidate for for if you hold a federal office, you can run for multiple offices without a problem. And, it, and in, in this case, being two different years, it didn't matter, I guess. Um, but she she's actually fighting for her political life in a way I think is surprising people. Why don't you set the stage for us a little, little bit and, and how it got to this situation? Well, the story that I heard along the campaign trail for mayor was that Sheila was tired of traveling all the time to D.C., a little bit tired of, of having to deal with all the politics up there, and has two grandchildren in Houston and wanted uh, to see them more often. So um, you can call it ego. You can call it personal circumstances. She chose to run for mayor, and that uh, had the effect of driving two candidates out of the mayoral race, people who are both pretty able, one of whom is Amanda Edwards, who interned for her at one point. And uh, the, I don't know if rumor is the right word, but the belief is that that uh, Sheila would become mayor, and then Amanda could run for Congress. Or if Sheila lost, Amanda would would get an endorsement from Sheila for Congress. Well, apparently Sheila on the last day decided to file for mayor. 
I'm sorry, for Congress again. And she's been there over two decades. And I think a lot of people believe it's time for uh, new blood, even if there's no real distance between them politically. And Amanda is smart. She's energetic. And in fact, I was at a barbershop on Scott Street the other day uh, on Saturday afternoon, and she came in with one of her campaign assistants or campaign manager and made a pitch to 15 or 20 people in the barbershop. So she's out there campaigning energetically. Sheila has yeah. many, many contacts, but this is uh, probably a new experience for her. The last time she had any real competition, there were four or five candidates running against her, including Sean Roberts, uh, now a prominent lawyer in Houston, and Griff uh, Griffin, the bar the bar owner, I believe, and she won without a runoff. I don't mm-hmm. know how this is going to work for her this time around. There's no credible Republican candidate. So it's really going to come down to Amanda and Sheila. And Amanda is a fresh young face. She's not, you know, it's not like she's a 25-year-old. She was a member of city council. She ran for the Senate unsuccessfully. She grew up in, I think, Third Ward and has family in Fifth Ward. Or maybe she lives in Third Ward now. But in any event, uh, She's got a lot of contacts, and she will be more popular with West Side voters than Sheila. That doesn't matter uh, as much for votes because that's not her district, but she will get a lot of contributions from people on the West Side of town, which a lot of people Sheila see. probably did not do. There's a lot of people who would like to see, like to no longer see uh, Sheila in their newsfeed, to be perfectly honest with you. She's highly controversial, as you well know. Uh, she's really prone. Uh, in some ways, she reminds well. Okay, I'm not going to go that far. But but her her tendency to misquote things, to misstate facts, her reputation when it comes to her employees, the meanest boss on Capitol Hill, which as you know, I worked on Capitol Hill, uh, and there were some really uh, ugly people who were boxes on Capitol Hill. Uh, all of that, I think a lot of people would like to see that chapter uh, behind it. Right. You know, Congresswoman Jackson Lee has a reputation for pushing herself in front of every camera. Yeah. And uh, that's a bipartisan issue. Phil Graham used to do that. Ted Cruz has been known to do that. Um, but but that alienated some people. And while she has deep ties in the community, she also has a lot of people who are not fond of her. I don't know. I'd say it's way too early to predict what's going to happen, but I would not be surprised if Amanda Edwards wins that primary. Yeah, well, that would be interesting. And that primary is really soon, right, March? It's uh, soon, very soon. I think it's... Wow. Uh, March, so uh, I don't know, but I think that's what it is. Whenever it is, it's soon, and uh, Amanda has a fundraising advantage over Sheila as well. So mm-hmm. be very interesting to see what happens. That's uh, that's one thing, and of course, it, it's sort of it's something Amanda wants to do, I believe, because a she probably figures she doesn't have much of a chance statewide. She ran for Senate and got crushed, but she thought that might help her name recognition. Well, 
maybe it did. I don't know. Um, but I, I think that Houston has at least four young politicians who probably have a future somewhere. One is Kristen Menifee, the county attorney, Harvard-educated. One is Amanda Edwards, um, who's running for Congress. Another is Leslie Briones. And uh, um, those are the three who come to mind first. I also believe that sooner or later, Abby Kamen uh, will come to the forefront. And maybe Ed Pollard, who is a um, kind of a, a conservative and a likable guy who's a councilman. Right now, his uh, constituents are on the far west side. So he may have a little more luck bringing in conservative fundraising. Just hard to say. Um, so there are people eyeing each other and thinking about their next step. If a man becomes a member of Congress, I think you can expect not to see her run any other local races ever. And uh, so she's throwing the dice here that she can become a member of Congress and gain influence, which, given her intelligence, is not surprising. Yeah, so. considering the intelligence of her opponent. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. I mean, I, she just right. seems like a much savvier candidate, candidate across the board. I mean, I can't think of a single issue other than the experience, and I have to almost use air quotes around Sheila Jackson Lee with that work. work. Um, all those years, I, I bet you would be hard-pressed to come up with legislation she got passed. <laughs> I mean, it's That's right. she's not a legislator either, uh, which is a kind of a big problem in both uh, both sides of the aisle, as you will know. In the Republican Party, that's a mark against you if you're an actual uh, successful legislator this, these days in the House. But, yeah, and when I look down to checklists, there's not a single box where uh, I think Sheila Jackson Lee is a better candidate uh, than her challenger when I look at it. Well, it depends on the district, and she's got a lot of loyalty in that district. It's just that she's got a lot of people who don't like her. So, you know, we'll see. Um, yeah, and when and, I say that, I don't mean necessarily in the success category because you can be lousy or good in that department. I mean... What what will she bring? I, I, seniority helps, as you will know, what kind of committee assignments you get in your first year. Uh, you know, she does have seniority. Sheila Jackson Lee does have seniority, um, and those contacts can be helpful. But down the line, I think it, I think it's time for them to reconsider. I, I for one, was elated to see how well she did, uh, her opponent did in uh, fundraising. Um, it, it was very impressive. And that, that alone seemed to be an indicator that people were really open to the, you know, to another another candidate and uh, another uh, congresswoman in that seat. Yes, although the funds probably mainly come from outside the district, and the votes, of course, are inside the district. So I'd say it's a toss-up right now. Well, we'll have to see. I. I I think even uh, as close as it is, is uh, pretty shocking news when you think about it because most of the time, or really virtually all the time, it's been, a, I guess all the time, for, for decades, it's been a cakewalk for Sheila Jackson Lee. And so very interesting conversation. Lee Kaplan, my guest, always enjoy chatting. Uh, final thoughts about it. I, mean, I, I, I You kind of said that you said you wouldn't be surprised, but any final thoughts as we wrap up the segment? 
I guess my final thought is people in Houston are dissatisfied about a lot of things. And I, I think there's um, that always spells trouble for an incumbent, whether it's Joe Biden or Sheila Jackson Lee. Uh, they often think, people often think, throw the rascals out, even if the person they're dissatisfied with is not responsible for their dissatisfaction. So I think there's a significant chance that Amanda Edwards uh, is successful. And yeah, who knows? I think so too. Um, so uh, there are other local issues that are pretty important to people, but that's one that will have some resonance for Houston. Yeah, I agree with that. I am Kevin Price, my uh, my guest, recurring guest, Lee Kaplan, and uh, join me today and. This interview and more can be found over at priceofbusiness.com. Stay tuned for more after this.